What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Darren, and this is the Manhood Moment. I'm going to try to give you one big idea to help you be a more godly man today. This is episode 61, and today we're going to talk about consider this when picking a wife. But before we get into that, I want to invite you to check out our Substack at christendomchronicle.substack.com. There you can uh, find all of our previous episodes and also read some of the uh, writing resources from our ministry there. And you can become a subscriber for free, or you can do a paid subscription and support our ministry for just $5 a month. Certainly appreciate all of our subscribers there. All right. So today I've worked out some kinks with my microphone. If you're a regular listener, you know, yesterday I told you I had this new microphone. I didn't think it sounded so great, and it's supposed to be a really nice microphone. So I've done some tweaking, and I think I've worked out the kinks. So you guys give this a listen and tell me if you think the audio quality is better or worse. You can comment right here on the Substack, or you also can comment on the social media. Um, you can hit me on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. So let me know what you think. Uh, also, if you follow on iTunes or, or uh, Stitcher, one of those podcast platforms, um, one of the things you can do that really helps our podcast out is you can leave a review. So if you haven't left a review yet, we certainly appreciate it when you do that. Um, we have some listeners that have left reviews on iTunes, and it's very, very helpful. So please do that. Uh, it just takes a few minutes to do that. All right. So today we talk about consider this when picking a wife. Now, so... One of the things I think I've talked about on this podcast before is that my wife and I met and married very young. We met, we were in our first year of Bible college. I was 18, she was 18. We met, we got engaged two weeks later, and we got married three months later. That's the process that we went through. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we we followed that, we followed a very sort of unusual pattern. We've been married for 20 years since then. We have nine children and have just had a tremendous blessing of a marriage. It's got hard times and good times, just like any other marriage, uh, two sinners coming together. But God has tremendously blessed us since that time that we chose to get married 20 years ago. But part of the reason that our decision to get married came so quickly is because we both kind of had a similar idea in our head. When we met, which was this idea that we have some specific things that we're looking for in the person that we want to marry. And for me, my list was very, very specific. I had three things on my list. Number one, she had to be a Christian. I had been a Christian for about four years at that point. I had dated unbelievers and it was a train wreck. And I was also not a particularly good boyfriend because I just didn't know how to treat women. And so, um, you know, I knew I wanted to marry a Christian woman. But beyond that, and more importantly than that, and that's a scriptural principle, right? The scripture teaches don't be unequally yoked. But but more even even as important than that, I didn't want her to just be a Christian. I wanted her to be somebody who genuinely loved the Lord. Not somebody who just said that they were Christian and goes to church on Sunday, you know, that sort of thing. But I wanted to marry a woman who had a vibrant walk with the Lord. That's what I was looking for. Um, and I knew that because I also had dated some women that were some girls in high school that were professed Christians, and I suspect that they truly were born again. But, you know, their walk with the Lord wasn't so serious, and that had created problems for me as well. And the problems weren't all related to them. So many of the problems were related to me and my own ungodly desires and my own ungodly behavior. And so <clears throat> I wanted to marry a woman that had a vibrant walk with God. That was very, very important to me. Somebody who spent time in prayer, somebody who was a student of the word, somebody who truly loved Jesus and wanted to serve him. 
And then the third thing that I was looking for, and this is where this podcast episode comes in. Third thing I was looking for is that I wanted to marry a woman who wanted to be a pastor's wife. And that was very, very important to me because I was in Bible college studying to become a pastor. And I didn't want to marry a woman. I knew at the time, I don't know why, but I knew at the time for me that I didn't want to marry a woman who was kind of okay with being a pastor's wife, um, who, who, you know, that wouldn't be such a big deal for her. She might be wanting to consider it. I wanted to marry a woman who intentioned in her heart, who had the desire in her heart to be married to a pastor. Now, that's not a qualification that all pastors have. It's not a biblical principle. It's just something that the Lord put in my heart at that season of my life. I needed to be married to a woman who wanted to be married to a pastor. That was high on my priority list. And I kind of understand 20 years later now why that was such an important thing, because my ministry has been a bit of a roller coaster ride. And that speaks into what I want to talk about in this podcast today, which is to consider this one thing that is so often forgotten when it comes to picking a spouse, uh, a wife in particular. And so I know a lot of you guys are younger single guys that listen to the podcast. Please heed my advice here. If you're on the, if you're listening to the podcast and you're already married, this can be helpful to you in terms of discipling your wife and also raising your daughters to be this kind of woman and raising your sons to look for this kind of woman. Okay. So here it is. When it comes to picking a wife, pick a wife who is going to support you. She's going to help you in pursuing the mission that God has for you. Pick a wife who is going to help you to pursue the mission that God has for you. And if you if you want a longer talk on this, you can if you go to YouTube and you type in my name, I have a sermon out there called um, Economics of the Postmillennial Family. It's a whole hour and 10 minute sermon that I preached on this topic. And I encourage you to go check out that, that sermon. I talked quite at length about this aspect of this in that, in that talk. But God created the home to structure, to be structured and to work in a certain manner. He calls the man and the woman both to take dominion, but they have two different duties in the dominion taking process. In other words, there's a division of labor in the Christian household. God created the man first. He created him stronger. He created him faster. He heals faster and so forth because he's the primary agent of dominion. It's his job to be building things, to be protecting, to be, you know, those those types of things, to be out killing animals and so forth, to be a protector, a provider, and a, and a builder. He's a culture builder. And then he created the wife to be his helper as he pursues those things. And the primary means by which she helps him, sometimes she helps by coming alongside in some of those things. We see that in the scripture. But she also helps by being the homemaker. She is the one that while he's out doing all of those other things, she's at home raising the children and so forth. Certainly has an important role to play in the raising of the children, but she's the homemaker. She's the keeper of the home. And you want to marry a woman who is committed to, you, you want to be married to a wife who is committed to own her part of the mission. Her part of the mission is to keep the home and to help you pursue the mission that God has given you. This is very important because in the culture we live in right now, we have divided homes because we have a husband who's pursuing one sort of mission. And we have a wife who's kind of pursuing her own mission. And all of the children are going to school and they're kind of pursuing their own mission. And then they kind of cross paths in the evening. And, you know, if you're lucky, they eat dinner together. 
This is not the way that God intended for the home to work. God intended for the husband and wife to be on one mission together. For the husband, he gives the mission to the husband, for the husband to pursue that mission, and for the wife to be there to help the husband pursue that mission. And you want to be married to a woman who supports the mission that God has given you and who is there and willing to help you pursue the mission that God has given you. And in particular with this, um, in particular with this aspect of this discussion, you want her, you want to be married to a woman that loves Jesus and loves his kingdom and wants his kingdom to advance so that she's okay with you going out and doing whatever it is God's called you to, to advance the kingdom. And so it's kind of like, um, this is a silly example, but my friend, um, Chocolate Knox brought this up on his podcast the other day. He was talking about some of this, which is kind of what got me thinking about it. You know, he talked about that line from the movie 300, where the wife looks at her husband when he's getting ready to go off to war. She looks to him and she says, come home with your shield or on it. You want to be married to that kind of woman. She is as committed to the cause as you are. And she wants to see you be victorious as you advance the kingdom. That's the kind of woman you want to be married to. She is committed to the mission that God has given you. She's committed to help you pursue that mission. And she's committed to taking her part in that mission. And that can mean that she does, it has to do with homeschooling the children. That can mean that she's industrious. She's at home helping earn extra money so that you can pursue the mission. Uh, that can mean that she's encouraging you and pushing you out to go pursue the mission. And a uh, matter of fact, I'll close this up with this. You know, this just kind of happened here today. You know, I have some decisions that I'm trying to make and I've been wrestling through some specific things in my ministry. And I was just really kind of like thinking through it and praying through it today. And, and Katrina walked into the office and sort of just asked me, hey, what are you thinking about? And I kind of shared with her, you know, I'm kind of discouraged because of some of these different things that are going on. And she put her hand on my shoulder and she looked at me and she said, that's why God has you where he has you. God put you there so that you would do this exact thing that you're discouraged about doing. And so this is what God has called you to, and you need to make a stand and you need to honor God and press on despite the fact that it's uncomfortable. You want to be married to a woman who's going to say that to you. My wife is as committed to the mission that God has called me to as I am committed to it. And I can't tell you what a tremendous blessing that that is. And so you want to find a woman that is going to be committed to her part of the mission and committed to the mission that God has called you to. And she's going to grow into that, and you're going to grow into that, and you're going to figure it out imperfectly. But you want her to be the kind of woman that's going to be committed to the mission that God gave you and committed to owning her part and helping you pursue that mission. So that's what I got for you guys today. I hope it's helpful. God bless you, brothers, and uh, we'll talk to you later.